Hello and welcome to the SpiceCast, the podcast where we talk about spices and spicy moments in our everyday lives. I'm your host, Ruben, and joining me this episode, in person, are two very special guests. Guest number one, would you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Dee. I'm a software developer, aspiring writer, and game developer, and I love cooking as my favorite hobby. Cool, so what do you like to cook most? I like cooking anything with meat. I'm a big fan of meat. I like making steaks and tacos, Chinese stir fries, Indian curries, anything with meat and rice, pretty much. Love a good meat rice dish. And guest number two, who are you? Hello, I'm Isaac. Uh, I'm currently working to be a pro gamer. Working to be? You are a pro gamer. Well, sometimes and you know, I want to reach the next level. He's very modest. Yeah. And uh, I love cooking and on the side. What do you like cooking? Pretty much anything. Like, I really love curry, like Japanese curry, uh, ramen, any noodle dishes, and like pasta. Got a couple of uh, grainy boys on, on the podcast with me today. <laughs> and they happen to be brothers. So thank you both for being on here. You have been called the pasta bros before. (laughs) I'm really excited to have you both on. It's been a long time since we've done a podcast in person, and I'm really happy to be back to it. So thank you both for being on with me. Thanks Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. So uh, this episode of the SpiceCast, which is episode 38, believe it or not, we're more than three years into the show, uh, we're going to be talking about Star Anise. And before we get started, I just want to have a quick note about the pronunciation of star anise, or star anise, as some people call it. Um, I like to say star anise. Star anise, yeah. That's a pretty good pronunciation for it. Uh, I think most people either say star anise or star anise. Uh, And I think either is okay. I tend to say star anise because anise is also a thing, and I don't think that anise is a thing. So, I have nieces. You have nieces. <laughs> I have a yeah. niece. Have... <laughs> she's a star. <laughs> well, that be that as it may, she's not a spice. Oh. Or, or why? Well, I mean, oh. at the moment, Whoa. you take that back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Does she come from a plant? Is she used to season food? <laughs> <laughs> no, I could say no definitively to that second question. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. <laughs> She might be a plant. She might be a plant. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, Maybe yeah. the Russians put her here to spy on us. Oh, wow. Let's get started with a bit of what star anise is. So star anise is the fruit of the Elysium verum plant, which also contains the seeds of that plant. Usually fruits contain seeds. I guess that really makes sense. It usually has eight points, and but it can have between five and ten points. Interesting. Uh, unless it's broken, in which case it can have fewer than that. But the, the full fruit can have five to ten points. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the name in Chinese is like eight horns or something like that. It's is that right? Baziao, which is yeah. which makes, basically means like eight feet or eight, like eight points. Angles. Eight horns, yeah. Yeah. So I think it, it is most common for it to have eight spikes, eight points. Um, but it is possible for it to have other other numbers of points. Uh, Star anise is never eaten fresh. It is picked when it's green and unripe, and then it's dried until it's brown. Wow. 
The taste resembles anise, fennel, and licorice, hence the name star anise that goes with the anise uh, flavor. But the two, uh, or the, the uh, plants are unrelated. Star anise is unrelated to anise or fennel uh, in terms of botanical relation. Star anise is used in cooking, cosmetics, cleaning products, and medicines along with other uses. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Which one? Like cosmetics. Any of them that aren't <laughs> cooking. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe medicine, I guess. Yeah, okay. it is pretty popular in cooking. Um, star anise, I just wanted to note, is also known as Chinese star anise. And it should not be confused with Japanese star anise, which is Elysium anisatum, or swamp star anise, which is Elysium parviflorum, or Florida anise, which is Elysium floridanum, because all of those are extremely toxic and poisonous and should not be consumed. <laughs> um, Good to know. Please do not go out and get some Japanese star anise and eat it. It's going to hurt you. You should not do that. You should eat... Chinese star anise to your heart's content. It's pretty safe, but the other ones stay away from them. Anything else to add on what is star anise? How are they used in cosmetics and cleaning products? Do you know? Uh, I think it's usually just as a like the essential oil is used as a flavoring or a not not exactly a flavoring, but an aromatic com component, like a scent. Yeah, it's a scent component as well. Uh, the essential oil and some of the chemicals inside star anise have antibacterial and antimicrobial properties. Wow. So it could be helpful in a cleaning product in that way, although I'm not sure that it's used that way. But oh. that, is, that is a fact. Cool. Interesting. So let's take a quick break and come back to how star anise is used as a spice. star anise is used as a spice. First, let's talk about Chinese and Taiwanese cuisine. So star anise is widely used in both of those cuisines, commonly with meat, especially pork. And I think both of you have a special pork recipe that you would like to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isaac, why don't you go ahead and do that? Um, so our, our uncle taught us how to make red braised pork belly and or that's hong shao rou in Chinese. And it's our, it's been our favorite dish since we were little, I think. That's <laughs> <laughs> a very tender pork belly dish that I feel like mainly is just star anise and, and oil, right? And it's like soy sauce, soy like sauce, sugar. dark soy sauce. Yeah, it's uh, very simple to make. Yeah, it, it just requires a little bit of time. Yeah. So the red braised refers to the color that the so pork yeah, gets on the outside? The red braised or hong shao is like a, a terminology, I guess, used mainly just for when you braise something in a combination of soy sauce, dark soy sauce, and rock sugar. And it gives it kind of this red glaze. Yeah, I or, think the rock sugar 
mostly gets the coloring done at least the red part so like after you melt the rock sugar it like becomes like and you coat the meat in it yeah it becomes very red so that it's kind of like a caramel dark soy yeah, sauce. yeah, yeah like it becomes caramel. like a caramel yeah and so if you do that on a pork belly it becomes super tender i mean this takes like hours maybe and, and it becomes very tender like fork tender and it's so good yep it's my favorite dish <laughs> yeah i mean it sounds great is there then like still that layer of fat and the layer of meat that you expect from pork, be pork belly or does the yes. fat render away mostly? so as far as i know in chinese the the word for pork belly is called wuhua ro which means like five flour meat <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> i don't know but it it, 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 it talks about how you know there's like a layer of fat a layer of meat a layer of fat a layer of meat you know it's just like it's got like so many different layers and that's part of why it's so good it's like okay wait yeah, like most it. of the the fat stays intact with the meat like after you cook it so it's kind of just like everything's tender i mean it sounds fantastic uh, i'd love to have you make it for me sometime that would be that would be really delicious I am always looking for more excuses to make that dish. Goes so good on rice. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, so additionally, uh, star anise is used in the broth of Taiwanese beef noodle soup. So it's, it gets that really deep, rich flavor. Part of that is from star anise. And part of why the Taiwanese beef noodle soup is called that Hongshao part is exactly what we're talking about because it also has, I guess, those flavors of just, you know, soy sauce, dark soy sauce, sugar, and star anise are probably what constitute things being called Hongshao in Chinese. Interesting. Additionally, um, star anise is part of Chinese five spice powder. I believe that's not particularly in question. I think most people who make five spice powder use star anise as one of the ingredients, although the other ingredients can vary at some uh, uh, different times. Uh, and later in the show, we are going to be having both of these lovely folks uh, guess what the five spices are. So stick around for that. Any other Chinese dishes that you wanted to specifically point out in terms of star anise? Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of star anise in hot pot. Yeah, I think uh, not not two hours ago we all had hot pot together and yeah. there, was, there was star anise and, and maybe some Sichuan peppercorns in our soup base that we used. Yeah, that's actually why we were able to all record together today is because we were getting together for hot pot. So that was super fun. Thank you for both for hosting me for that. Thanks for yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's move on from Chinese cooking to Indian cooking. Um, in India, star anise is a, also a common ingredient. Most famously, it's used in the preparation of the drink masala chai. So that's just served sort of everywhere. And the rice dish biryani. Oh. Yeah, so that's what gives it that nice, deep uh, anise-y flavor. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's also used in many kinds of curries and many other dishes. And it's sometimes a component of the spice mixture garam masala. Depending on who's making the garam masala, you might have different spices in the mixture, but star anise is often one of them. 
So in Vietnamese cooking, star anise is a major component in pho. Mm -hmm. So that is just sort of continuing to demonstrate that when you're making a rich broth, it's a really great component to have if you're making, whether you're making Taiwanese beef noodle soup or you're making pho or you're making something else. Um, it is, it's great to have star anise as a base component to that. It does seem like all the recipes we've talked about have been rather like fatty and, and heavy. And it seems like maybe the star anise, star anise, yeah, whatever you want to say it. Seems to help cut that, you know, either yeah. pork belly or fuzz broth or which is pretty oily right, you right. Know, on its own or the, the Indian biryani, for instance, you know. Right. Um, or even even the chai, like I, 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 as far as I know, the masala chai has a lot of like butter and stuff in it. Maybe. Yeah, so it like, certainly is creamy. It's very yeah. creamy. So it might help with any of the, the fattiness. So that makes sense. Yeah, and actually my favorite, one of my favorite uses or simple uses for star anise is just in rice. So I'll make like, Ooh, I'll, not even not even biryani, but like just a spiced rice with cinnamon and clove and star anise. And that, that comes out really well every You'll time. You'll put it in the, like the water when in you the make rice the rice? Cooker? Yeah, uh, I don't usually use a rice cooker when I'm doing this recipe, but you could. There's no reason you couldn't. I usually do it in a pot and I put it in the water as oh. it's cooking. Um, so that, that always comes out really well. Seems like star anise like fills like the flavor of any liquid very well. Yeah, I think so. Um, in Malay, Indonesian, Singaporean, and Filipino cuisine, star anise is also used fairly frequently. I don't have any particular recipes from those cuisines to call out, but uh, I think it is definitely a component of those. And then let's go over to Western cuisine for a little while. Uh, in a lot of Western cuisine, star anise is usually used in sweet pre preparations rather than savory ones. Mm. Uh, specifically, jams and preserves are often flavored with star anise, puddings, and then spice cookies and cakes are often include star anise as one of the primary flavorings. I, I think that's interesting because it's similar to cinnamon or clove. Or licorice. Yeah, in that... Um, in that a lot of cuisines use it in a savory application, but then when Western cuisines got it, they sort of adapted it to this sweet dessert application. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it's not that uncommon, but it is sort of pointing to the fact that, you know, Europeans didn't really know what to do with spices, and so they just stuck them all in a cake and <laughs> saw what mix happened. Mix it with sugar. <laughs> yeah, mix it with sugar. It always tastes good. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think they do taste really good. No, they taste amazing. Um, but it is just interesting to see that divide. In terms of drinks, uh, star anise is used as a prominent ingredient in the Italian liqueur Galliano, as well as other herbal liqueurs. Uh, additionally, the, the common French mulled wine recipe uh, uses star anise as part of its mulling process. Uh, and it can also be used to flavor coffee. That, is, that would be a pretty interesting one. I've never tried it before. but That sounds really good. Yeah, I've tried it in mulled wine. I've tried some of the liqueurs, but I've never tried it in coffee. Uh, I think that would be pretty interesting. All right, so let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with a Five Spice guessing segment.
All right, so let's talk a little bit about Chinese Five Spice. So earlier in the car, we were talking about Chinese Five Spice, and as a Chinese person, I thought for sure I would know what was in Chinese Five Spice, but all this conversation made me realize was that I had no idea. I mean, I was pretty sure star anise is when it was in it because, you know, that's where the conversation came from. But the other four things there. I am not at all sure about. So we thought it would be a funny segment for us to try and guess what was in it. And then Ruben here would tell us who between the two of us was closer. All right. So we're going to do that. And just a disclaimer, I'm sure different people have different recipes for Chinese five spice. This is one of the more common ones that I found on the internet. And so we're going to go with this one. If you have disagreements uh, with the five spice powder or the mixture that I have come up with, please write to us at podcast at thespicecast.com and send us your five spice recipe. Uh, and we would love to have it and we'd love to try it out for sure. Um, but, you know, just just a quick, quick aside before we get into it. Uh, this may not be your five spice recipe, but it is the one that we found. We also have some five spice here. We can see what the ingredients of the ones that I have at my house are and see if that is close. All right, um, so uh, Isaac and Dee, why don't you get a piece of paper and a pencil and see what you think is in Chinese five spice. And in the meantime, we are going to take a quick ad break. This episode of the SpiceCast is sponsored by Hooked. Are you sick of catfishes and clownfish? Well, join the up-and-coming romantic grouper where fish come first. Show off your prized swordfish, crappy, or loach, and get matched with someone who shares your taste for all things fishy. Tip the scales in your favor and find your one fish in the sea on Hooked. Go to hooked.fish. That's H-O-O-K-D dot F-S-H. H-O-O-K-D. .fsh today to get hooked. So Isaac, what do you think of Hooked? Uh, hooked is great. Uh, I actually met my girlfriend on Hooked and I saw one of her really nice uh, fish photos. Oh. She had a really nice bass. <laughs> wow. That is uh, very explicit for a dating app, but I, I appreciate it. Dee, do you have any Hooked stories? It's great. I used to suck at fishing like Fish would never, ever come anywhere near me or my fishing rod at all. And then I joined the app. I matched with so many fish, they just jumped straight onto my hook. What kind of fish did you match with on Hooked, D? Oh, the best fish. The one and only fish. It caught me an angel fish. Wow. That must have been a divine experience for you. It was. I I will live happily ever after. Yeah. And you've never been catfished, right? I have never been catfished. Yeah, all right. Well, Except for that one time, but it was an actual catfish, and they, on their profile, said they were a catfish, so. Yeah, I mean, you can't help that, right? Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. Yep. <laughs> Thank you to Hooked for being a proud sponsor of the SpiceCast. Stop floundering and no more catch and release with Hooked. And now, back to the show.
right, so now that we are back on the show, let's talk about Five Spice Powder. All right, I got my guesses in. All right. I'm feeling so, kind of confident. Do, do you want to go back and forth and eliminate spices that you both have on your lists? How would we do that? First, you say you're number one, and then Isaac says his... What if they don't match up? If he doesn't have that one, then you get to keep it. Oh, oh, oh. So he looks through his list yeah, and yeah. sees if it's on there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I like that idea. I like that, that idea. All right. Okay. So, so All right. D, read your number one. All right. I wasn't really sure about this one due to the episode we're on, but I was going to guess star an anise? An- 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 star anise? Uh, I don't, I don't, do I don't think I have that. I only have star... Star Anis. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Alright, well, okay, so you can both cross those off. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it's the same thing. Alright, right, Isaac, what was your next one on your list? I did indeed have cinnamon. Cinnamon? Okay, I also had cinnamon. That was my second. Okay, alright. Okay, okay. Alright, all right. so D, what was your next one? My next one was cloves. Do you have cloves? I did not have cloves. Oh, okay. alright, so circle that one. Alright, I'll circle it. Alright, what was your next one? I had white pepper. Ooh, I did not have white pepper. Okay, did you have a pepper at all? I did not have any pepper. All right, interesting. So what was your next one, D? My next one was garlic, mm-hmm. which I feel like is not right. Yeah, and Isaac, you didn't have garlic, right? I did not have garlic. I don't know if you match up on any of your, your next ones. Probably what are your, what are your last two? I have brown sugar and cumin. Okay, and what were your what was your last one? My last one was ginger. All right, so each of you agree on two and disagree on the other three. Yes. Um, So I'm going to read you the recipe that I have, and we will we will see. Okay. All right. right, So star anise. Okay. You both got that correct. Check. Okay. Okay. Check. Check. Cinnamon. Both got that correct. Nice. Check. All right. So this is going to be. Controversial one, cloves. Ooh, I got that one. So D got that one, Isaac did not. And then this is a little bit different, but it says Sichuan peppercorns. So not white pepper, but Sichuan pepper. Okay. That makes sense. And I saw some other recipes. I saw some other recipes that allowed you to use white pepper or black pepper. So you can maybe count that as half a point. I don't know. I don't know how you both. I would would give a half a point. Yeah. That's still a pepper. It is a pepper. Even though, even though I will say, hearkening back to our pepper episode, pepper peppercorns and Sichuan peppercorns are actually different species. So Mm. I'll I'll still give them a half point. (laughs) I see. Um. And then the last ingredient is a bit of a curveball. It is also a spice. So these are five spices. I will say that brown sugar is not a spice. So that might have not been the ideal guess yep, in yep. this case. <laughs> um, but the, the last spice is fennel seeds. Fennel, fennel seeds. seeds. I yes. never in my entire life would have guessed that. So that Me is neither. a really interesting thing. Um, cool. I've determined that today I am three-fifths of a Chinese person. I am one half of a Chinese person. All right. So with that, with three out of five, D is our five spice champion. <laughs> Yay. Well done. And well done to both of you for guessing uh, all of those spices in, in five, a Chinese five spice powder. The one we both got was the but name of this episode. There were two that you both got. Yeah. Yeah. They so. were great. Yeah. So let's take another quick break and we'll be back with the history of Star Adam. 
right, so let's jump right into the history of star anise. The name of the, uh, the Latin name of the plant, Elysium verum, comes from the Latin elicio, meaning entice or seduce, and verum, meaning true or genuine. So you could say that star anise is the true seduction. Ooh, and wow. that is perfect for Hooked. I mean, <laughs> that is I, true. I mean, we don't need to tie back to our ad all the time, but I mean, what could you get on Hooked that's better than True Seduction, right? I mean, that catfish was Elysium Verum for yeah. sure. Yeah, and Elysium also has another meaning. Uh, it's spelled it's spelled a little bit differently, but Elysium is like one of the levels of heaven, right? In in Greek mythology. In Greek, yeah. So I don't know. How could you do better than Elysium Verum? True, true Elysium. Um, so in terms of star anise history, it's native to China and Vietnam and other places in that region and has been used in food and medicine for more than three millennia. It was brought to Europe by an English sailor in the 16th century and later traded over land through Russia to Europe from China. Um, so that's like two different paths of how it got to Europe. And today, star anise is grown primarily in China, Vietnam, Thailand, and Japan. Although there are star anise, uh, th there are records of star anise being grown in a ton of different countries, including the Philippines and the United States, and all all over. I thought you said oh, wow. the Japanese star anise was poisonous. Yeah, so that is a different species of star anise, but mm -hmm. Chinese star anise is also grown in Japan. And I don't know if they call it Chinese star anise. That could be controversial. <laughs> um, but but uh, it is grown in Japan as well. Okay. So medicinally and cosmetically, let's talk a little bit more about the uses for star anise. Star anise has been used in Chinese traditional medicine for thousands of years. Uh, along with its origins in China, it was used there. Uh, it's primarily been used as an antiviral, but also in other ways, including as an antibacterial and antifungal and uh, other uses. Basically, it's just good at killing microbes. Oh. And that is uh, part of why I think it's used in cosmetics as well. In addition to its scent, uh, which is very sought after and cheaper than anise or fennel seeds, generally, uh, it is also antimicrobial. Um, in modern Western medicine, star anise is the main source of shikimic acid which was used in the process of making the anti-influenza drug Tamiflu. Uh, and that was until about 2012, when they started being able to make shikimic acid from a bacterial source. They used star anise as the source of shikimic acid. And so that was like one of the main ingredients in the production of Tamiflu, which is like a, a very widespread anti-flu wow. uh, medicine. Do you think that's also because of its antimicrobial powers yeah i think it's specifically the antiviral powers and uh -huh. i think it's amazing that chinese people like three thousand years ago knew that it was good enough at killing viruses and microbes that they were using it for that purpose exactly the same as we were doing up until 2012 and still would be doing if we hadn't been able to synthesize that um that acid in another way so that's pretty cool wow and there are all kinds of studies ongoing research studies uh, that are trying to find the efficacy of um, star anise in in other kinds of medical applications uh, and none of them have been conclusive yet but there are a lot of them are ongoing and I, i'm assuming that a lot of them will find great value of star anise uh, 
Also, I just wanted to mention that unlike its uh, counterparts, the Japanese star anise, the um, swamp star anise, and the Florida anise that are all poisonous, star anise is not poisonous in as, as large an amount as you are able to eat, probably. So, I, I mean, don't overdose on star anise, <laughs> but if you're going to eat a lot of it, it's probably perfectly fine and may even be healthy for you. So definitely use star anise to your heart's content. I know that you said star anise is like, you know, dried, like all the stuff we've ever seen has been like a dried, hardened thing. Do you know what it looks like or is yeah, like uh, before that process? It, it looks exactly like it does as a dried fruit, the, the brown, the brown uh, star but it's just green and fleshy, slightly fleshier. So it sort of looks like the texture of a star fruit. I don't know if you've ever seen oh. a st star fruit, except usually with eight points instead of five, like a star fruit has. And it's green, it's light green in color when it's harvested, um, which is before it's ripe. And I, d I don't know what it would look like if you allowed it to get ripe. That would be kind of a cool thing to know, but I, I don't think anybody really allows it to get ripe because I, d I don't think it's particularly useful that way. I see. Um, or, or perhaps delicious, because um, I'm sure if it were delicious, people would use it that way. Let's take an, another quick break and come back with our final segment on pop culture. star anise in pop culture. Let's do a quick final segment. So the American poet Theodore Enslin wrote a collection of poems titled Star Anise. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I wasn't able to read any of them because that's actually a rare book that is not publicly available anywhere online. And it costs like 15 or $20 for me to order it. So I did not do that. Oh, wow. Um, it, yeah, it's, a, it's apparently a rare old manuscript of, of poems or something. So I did not do that. Um, but I would be really interested to. So if anybody has read Star Anise by Theodore Enslin, I'd love to hear what you think. There was also a picture book published just last month in October 2022. It's been getting some good press down in Australia. Uh, it's about Sikh merchants in Australia uh, in the late 1800s. And it's called Star of Anise. Uh, and so uh, I think that is a really charming book about how uh, diversity in Australia could bring all these different cultures together and uh, great for kids. So I would recommend, uh, without having read it, I would recommend, <laughs> I'd recommend 100% buying that for your kids. A thousand percent. Uh, for thousand me. percent, yeah, definitely. Um, in 2004, Rappers MF Doom and MF Grimm released a song called Calamus plus Star Anis equals Superhero, which I don't know what that means, but definitely agree. Uh, <laughs> I know math. And yeah, that is a formula I have seen thousands of times before. Calamus, Calamus plus, plus Star, Star Anis equals Superhero. Equals Superhero. Yeah, so if you want to Superhero, Calamus plus Star Anis is the way to do it. It just seems like if you want to equal superhero, you need at least Star Anise. And Calamus. And Calamus. Yeah, yeah. So MF Doom seems to be 
obsessed with Star Anas because he also has an instrumental track from 2003 called Star Anas. And note that in that case, it's leaving off the E. So it's Star Anas. It almost looks like Star Anus. It almost looks like Star Anus, but it's not. And we're not going there. Um, <laughs> there is also the singer-songwriter Kira Morrison, who released an EP called Star Anus. And also that EP has a song on it called Star Anus. So lots of anises around the pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really fun thing to say, to be honest. Plus yeah. it has star. It's also such a cool shape. Yeah, it's as a far really as cool spices shape. Go. And, you know, I was looking at the cover of that EP and uh. it just has pictures of Star Anis on it, and it's a really cool looking cover. Oh wow. Yeah. Big fan. It's so cool that it like evolved to grow that way. To just be like in basically an eight pointed starfish. Yeah. Yeah, Hooked would have lots of eight-pointed starfish, <laughs> but I think uh, Star Anis would just have the eight-pointed star fruits. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool as well. Yeah. All right. So, anything else to say about Star Anis before we head off? If you haven't tried red braised pork belly and you have ever thought that you like pork belly, that is the best thing to try it's so good and d is volunteering personally to cook it for you i so, will cook it for you so contact us at podcast at the spicecast.com to get an invitation to d's house when he will make red braised pork belly yes i love making it i will take any opportunity to make it and i i'm just spreading the gospel of red braised pork if you bring him pork belly I would even volunteer to say that if you bring him a piece of pork belly, he will red braise it for you. You bring me pork, <laughs> I will braise it. Yeah, yeah. Isaac, what do you have to Readily. say about <laughs> Isaac? What do you have to say about Star Anis? Anything before we close? Star Anis is great. <laughs> yeah, I love Star Anis. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because my favorite food it has always been the red braised pork belly, and his favorite food has always been the the red braised beef noodle soup and the common denominator for both of them is star anise uh, star anise makes lots of soups and other meals very delicious although i wouldn't eat it by itself <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's fair couldn't have said it better myself thank you both for being on uh let's do a quick wrap up um if you would like to contact the show uh, you can reach out to us at podcast at thespicecast.com or on Facebook at the Spicecast Podcast or on Twitter at the Spicecast. We'd love to hear what you think about Star Anise and some of your favorite recipes. Um, also, if you have the inclination, please rate the show five stars on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps other people find the show and uh, makes it easier for us to continue making episodes. So that, that is really great. And finally, I just want to say thank you, Dee, and thank you, Isaac, for being on the show with me. It's been a long time since we've done a show with guests, and I know it was a little bit difficult at times, um, but thank you both very much for joining me. Thank you so much for having yeah. us. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Isaac, is there anything you want to promote before we end, this, end the show? Um, you can follow my Twitter at DarkWingsLOL. That's... D-A-R-K-W-I-N-G-S-L-O-L. Yes, he's a up-and-coming slash already coming up 
<laughs> uh, professional gamer for in League of Legends. He's really, really good. Um, and it would mean a lot to us if you promoted him or cheered him on in... On Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah, and your Twitch is the same, right? Yes. Cool, so follow him on Twitter and Twitch. And D, anything you want to promote before we end? Not yet, but in the future. All right, well, we'll have to have you back on for those future promotions. Yes. With that... Also hooked. (laughs) With that... Uh, we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Spice Cast, episode 38, Star Anis. I've been your host, Ruben, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Everybody wave. Isaac, what do you think of Hooked? Um, Hooked is great. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend actually uh, caught a fish of her own, and that's how I met her. What kind of hooked. fish was it? Uh, I think it was a bass. Oh, that's... She's got a pretty... No. <laughs> 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 She's got a really nice fish. Why didn't you continue with that?